Welcome to Old Books with Grace. I'm Dr. Grace Hammond, medievalist and author. This year on Old Books with Grace, I'm offering a Lent series on penitential poetry from early modern poets. That is, on poems of the past that reflect on one's sin, on the need for forgiveness, on lament, on making things right, on conversion and satisfaction. Such poetry is part of an ancient tradition dating back to the Psalms themselves. The poems of this series all date to 16th and 17th centuries, a period of great turmoil and social change not unlike our own. In the spirit of Lent, this series will be stripped down to the essentials, which is something I'm trying to maintain in my own life this season. I will give you some background on the poet and poem, where you can find the poem, often in the show notes, and translation information if need be. Then I will read you the poem. Then I will offer something a little different for Old Books with Grace. I'll offer five minutes of silence on the podcast. If you'd like to take this opportunity to meditate on the poem, here's space for you. One of the central goals of Lent is reflection, particularly on your own limitations as a human being, both those given to you joyfully by God in the gift of creation and those that we wreak upon ourselves and others with our choices and habits. At the end of the five minutes of silence, I will offer a prayer of thanksgiving for the poet and the poem. Of course, you can always skip this if you don't wish to do it. The poems are in the show notes, so you can follow along as I read, if you wish, or return to them later if you just want to listen. This week's poet is Lady Mary Sidney, the Countess of Pembroke. She was the sister of Sir Philip Sidney, famous author of the Defense of Poesy, Arcadia, and the sonnet series Astrophil and Stella. Sir Philip, after a brief but adventurous and tumultuous life, died at the age of 32, leaving behind an unfinished translation of metrical psalms. He had gotten to Psalm 43. He and his sister, Lady Mary, were very close. Lady Mary translated the remaining 107 psalms and revised Sir Philip's work. Their combined work, what became known as the Sydney Psalter, was not published during her lifetime, but circulated widely in manuscript and was much admired. Lady Mary herself was incredibly accomplished. Married to the powerful Earl of Pembroke, she was the mother of four children, fluent in three languages, and a skilled musician and reader. She was a devout Protestant with an extensive knowledge of scripture. She was also patron of numerous poets, including Edmund Spencer author of The Fairy Queen. Due to widespread sexism, Lady Mary's substantial body of poetry was not widely known. Until the mid-20th century, the Psalter was often referred to as exclusively Sir Philip's work without mentioning her. Lady Mary died in 1621 from smallpox. Metrical psalms, that is, psalms set into the meter of vernacular poetry, were a favorite form of poetry in the early modern era. Sir Thomas Wyatt, the popularizer of the sonnet in English, John Calvin, the famous reformer, the Dudleys, who wrote psalms in the Tower of London while imprisoned for trying to crown their niece, Lady Jane Grey, and many, many more tried their hand at the translation of metrical psalms. 
What's particularly impressive about the Sydney Psalter is its variety of poetic forms. Mary and Philip wrote in many different meters and shapes and forms, such as the rhyme royal of Chaucer, Spenserian and Sidneian sonnets, and Dante's Terza Rima, among many others. The Sydney Psalter directly influenced George Herbert's The Temple, and John Donne was a huge fan, even writing a poem for the preface. Today I will be reading Lady Mary's metrical translation of Psalm 51. This psalm, which starts in the Vulgate, Miserere Mei, is the most famous of the penitential psalms, that ancient tradition of seven psalms associated for centuries with repentance and with Lent. By the way, I knew I wanted to do one of the penitential psalms for this series, but it was remarkably hard to pick just one. I really encourage you to go seek out and read the rest of Lady Mary's penitential psalms. They are all worth it and all have something to offer. I recommend the helpful Oxford World's Classics edition of the Sydney Psalter. The editor of that text notes that Mary has chosen to translate Psalm 51 in the poetic form called Rhyme Royal, the most dignified of English forms, popularized by Chaucer himself. This version was also set into music in the 17th century for devotional use. I hope that as you listen, you too confess any secret shames which have been holding you down, and that in the grace of God, as she writes, bruised bones may dance away their sadness. Listen now to Mary, Countess of Pembroke, Psalm 51. O Lord, whose grace no limits comprehend, sweet Lord, whose mercies stand from measure free, to me that grace, to me that mercy send, and wipe, O Lord, my sins from sinful me. O cleanse, O wash my foul iniquity. Cleanse still my spots, still wash away my stainings, till stains and spots in me leave no remainings. For I, alas, acknowledging do know my filthy fault, my faulty filthiness, to my soul's eye incessantly doth show, which done to thee, to thee I do confess, just judge, true witness, that for righteousness thy doom may pass against my guilt awarded, thy evidence for truth may be regarded. My mother, lo, when I began to be, conceiving me, with me did sin conceive, and as with living heat she cherished me, corruption did like cherishing receive. But lo, thy love to purest good doth cleave an inward truth, which, hardly else discerned, my truant soul in thy hid school hath learned. Then, as thyself to lepers hast assigned, with hyssop, Lord, thy hyssop purge me so, and that shall cleanse the lepery of my mind. Make over me thy mercy streams to flow, so shall my whiteness scorn the whitest snow. To ear and heart send sounds and thoughts of gladness, that bruised bones may dance away their sadness. Thy ill-pleased eye from my misdeeds avert. Cancel the registers my sins contain. Create in me a pure, clean, spotless heart. Inspire a sprite where love of right may reign. Ah, cast me not from thee, take not again thy breathing grace, again thy comfort send me, and let the guard of thy free sprite attend me. 
so I to them a guiding hand will be, whose faulty feet have wandered from thy way, and turned from sin will make return to thee, whom turned from thee sin erst had led astray. O God, God of my health, O do away my bloody crime, so shall my tongue be raised, to praise thy truth enough cannot be praised. Unlock my lips, shut up with sinful shame. Then shall my mouth, O Lord, thy honor sing. For bleeding fuel for thy altar's flame, to gain thy grace, what boots it me to bring? Burnt offerings are to thee no pleasant thing. The sacrifice that God will hold respected is the heartbroken soul, the sprite dejected. Lastly, O Lord, howso I stand or fall, leave not thy loved Zion to embrace, but with thy favor build up Salem's wall, and still in peace maintain that peaceful place. Then shalt thou turn a well-accepting face to sacred fires with offered gifts perfumed, till even whole calves on altars be consumed.
O Lord, we thank you for your devoted servant, Lady Mary Sidney. Help us to understand the words of the psalm, to absorb them deep into our bones, that what you hold dearest is the gift of our hearts to you. Create in each of us a heart clean and longing for your justice and mercy. Strip from us all our disobediences and petty hatreds. Help us to see where we have wounded others and where we have wounded ourselves. Turn our hearts away from our selfishness and blindness. In the name of Christ, amen. Thank you for listening to Old Books with Grace. I'm Dr. Grace Hammond. I would deeply appreciate it if you left a rating or review to help others find the podcast on the platform on which you're listening. You can also find me online at gracehammond.substack.com, on Instagram at Old Books with Grace, or on Twitter at Grace Hammond PhD. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time. <laughs>